welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Inez. Inez, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's the first night of Hanukkah. Oh, and congratulations. Yeah, we're talking about off air. Uh, we have we have a Christmas tree in our house as well. This is a uh, mixed mixed marriage in my house. So uh, we have we have both holidays, which means we get extra lights. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And as people are not going to be able to see this beautiful sweater you're wearing, but it's got like it's got like a lion print and then it's like Christmassy on the arms. It's like red and green on the arms and it's like yellow and black in the middle, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's like one of those Fair Isle sweaters. Yeah, reminds me of the season. So, okay, cool. And we actually, we actually watched the, we both watched the debate last. I, this was the second. I think I watched the first one in full, or almost in full, and then I didn't watch the other ones, um, or I watched very little, and then I watched this one in full. Uh, how about you? What's what's your been debate schedule been like? Um, well, you keep urging me to watch them, and then I keep kept having these uh, conflicts that I was very glad to have. So, um, did a lot of sort of watching the clips the next day. This one I actually watched, um, and I actually enjoyed it, which is more than I can say for the other ones. I did watch the other debates, but I kind of watched them after the fact and already knowing what the whoever was calling whomever an idiot. I'd already seen that part. So, um, but I actually did enjoy this one, which I can't say for the other debates. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they got rid of the people who don't matter because they just take up time and they don't do anything. And so you can't really get to anything, right? Like Doug Burgum. I mean, you know, he didn't need to be on stage. Um, and, Poor Doug. And uh, yeah, You don't believe like, in Doug Mentum? <laughs> Doug Mentum, I think, might have, might have stalled at this point. Um yeah, is Doug even still running? I mean, I know Tim Scott dropped out. I mean, Tim Scott is not a compelling, you know, performer in debate. So we had all these people who were just sort of Asa Hutchinson was there even once or once or twice. Um, and yeah, these people were just are not compelling. They're not interesting. Like you have, it's like a pretty good mix up, right? Because you have DeSantis, you have like the anti-Trump, you have Haley, the establishment. You have Christie, who's like establishment, but like anti-Trump. Um, and then you have Vivek, who's just like trying to be the populist outsider guy. So you have this nice mix of like they're representing sort of everything in the primary. Like you don't need Asa Hutchinson. You don't need like all these other people because you don't need Tim Scott if you have Nikki Haley, right? So it's like the writers drew it up. So like, you know, the both best and most compelling characters um, ended up being there. And so you just had those four. Um uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I urge you to watch them, but I, I, I couldn't watch the last, I mean, it doesn't matter because, you know, Trump is running away with it. Uh, but now that it's smaller and now that like, you know, this, we're getting closer, um, it can actually be interesting. Um, so yeah. What did you think? This, I think DeSantis won this debate. Um, and I had not been that impressed with his being I, full disclosure. Obviously I, I think I do like DeSantis the best out of anyone running for president. Um, for for a variety of reasons, but I had not been that impressed uh, as apparently many of my voter fellow voters were not impressed uh, in in previous debates. I hadn't been super impressed with his campaign. Um, have been very impressed with how he has governed in Florida. Uh, but I thought he did really really well uh, in this debate. And as you say, the the four the four people were all representative of something, um, and so I found that actually helpful. I I think. Also, the fact that it was Megyn Kelly and Eliana Johnson, um, who did a very good job, uh, the questions being asked, especially in the second half of the debate, were actually questions that would be relevant to a Republican voter public. And that sounds very basic, but it's not a common thing in Republican debates. And you could see that, especially with the framing, for example, around the trans um, like transition surgeries for minors issue. That would have been framed by a mainstream media um, 
debate or run debate or even something like Fox, it would have been framed as a very much like, well, you know, so-and-so says, or this group says versus trans rights. And like the, the, the lingo would have been different and the buzzwords would have been different. Um, whereas here, I think it, it really did draw out a contrast and it forced Republican candidates to compete for the view uh, that is most common among Republican voters. Again, this is all very basic political stuff, but often because of the separation between the media um, and the av- what the average Republican voter cares about, I, I felt like uh, you don't often see Republican candidates being pushed on issues of interest to Republican voters. Yeah. So you said DeSantis won, in your opinion. Uh, I looked it up just – I was you know, curious to see if there was any polling. I thought DeSantis like just didn't lose, but he didn't – I thought he sort of blended into the background. The things that I remembered most were Vivek and uh, Nikki Haley yelling at each other and then Chris Christie sort of white-knighting Nikki Haley, which was which was sort of fun. But then I looked at this uh, – looked for some polling and it looks like uh, – it looks like more people agree with you. So uh, 30% say DeSantis performed the best. Um, only 7% say he performed the worst. Then Nikki Haley was the second best. 23% said best, 9% worse. Chris Christie was third. 19% said he performed the best. 31% said he was And then Vivek um, is uh, the least popular uh, among people who watch a debate. 16% said that he did the best. And then 37% worse. So DeSantis, Haley, Christie, uh, Vivek. Um, it's actually, it's not good news. It's, you know, sometimes people just, whoever they like, they put them, uh, they put them on top, but it's actually this is bad for Vivek because he's you know he's you know he's Christie like has very bad approval ratings in the Republican so in the Republican uh, Party so you might expect him to be uh, uh, at the bottom but it's actually Vivek at the bottom as far as like the issues that are like of concern to Republican voters I, I yeah I mean I think that's right but it's like I, I don't I wonder about the priorities of Republican voters so it's like is there you know there wasn't a question on I think taxes. Um, healthcare, um, entitlements, um, not on abortion. Uh, there, there, there were though several questions about economics, and there was one about the deficit. Okay, there was one on the deficit. Okay, I don't remember. I don't remember. There was that. a whole section on on economy, hmm. um, but it yeah. was focused first on the deficit, yeah. uh, and and then also on inflation and sort of. Uh, there was yeah, one yeah, there really was interesting question I thought about actually something that we we kind of uh, went back and forth about one of our very early episodes about the difficulty and the crunch in the housing market for young families. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that that question yeah, that made its question. way in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can't put everything in, but I actually thought it was really good in the sense that Megyn Kelly started off this debate by asking every single person on the stage, probably the question they least wanted to be asked. Like, And then they all went at each other and it was fun and entertaining. But then the second half or second two thirds of the debate were actually incredibly substantive when they started to like really push on different foreign policy questions, on um, the economy, on social issues. Um, so I, I thought this debate kind of had both and maybe that's why it was enjoyable. It had the, the you know, food throwing yeah. elements to it um that that made it entertaining to watch but uh it, it the, especially the second two thirds of the debate yeah. i thought were actually very substantive even vivek um i thought brought a few really good points to the debate but they were just sort of overshadowed by i understand people like to watch that but i i don't like to watch the the ridiculousness i don't cuz i know that he's a smart guy and i know this is like an act and it just comes off as very insincere to me yeah uh, yeah, the yeah I liked yeah the, the the part at the beginning the entertainment stuff was you know fun he 
he did you see he has he has hard truths now he had like his 10 truths and now on social media he's like i have 10 hard truths and they're like 9 11 they're not they're not telling us everything and ufos and it's like you know, <laughs> climate agenda i mean it's very it's I, I don't know it's very it's a very online kind of campaign um and yeah i don't think these contra- contrasts with nikki haley are doing, did you uh, you know they were pretty courageous I think to ask him I don't know courageous but they they asked him about how, how he like sort of Indian shames Nikki Haley <laughs> it's this very weird thing where he like calls her by her initial name and I was taken aback that he did not like he didn't walk it back at all um, he was like this is about authenticity and like she's like you know a bad person so I just found it fascinating that like he he'll he'll like I don't know just like Indian shape her it's like a very weird kind of critique for for him to make it's it's really funny you almost sense like there, there maybe there's the, the whole running for president thing is just a cover for a thousand year old like Brahmin blood feud yeah. between these two yeah. I don't know what it is yeah. no um, obviously I'm joking but I I'm the last person on earth, as you know, to defend Nikki Haley. I really don't like her as a candidate. I don't like what she stands for. I absolutely can't stand the fact that she plays uh, so much with identity politics and bases so much of her um, brand and her message on identity politics. Um, and just for a thousand different reasons, I don't like Nikki Haley. But the way that Vivek goes after her in like that extremely nasty way is funny once, but then it just, it really does start to grate. And I think that's why the poll you're reading, I think there are a lot of people and maybe it is like a, a man woman thing. Like I think there might be more men who enjoy uh, that kind of aggressive and sort of stupid way he was going after, you know, like he could have made the point about Boeing and about the military industrial complex in a serious way. And in my view, he cheapened that point by just being like, well, you know, my three-year-old knows more yeah. about the map than you do. And it was kind of like cheap gotcha yeah. uh, sort of questions done in the most insulting way yeah. and bratty way Chris, possible. Chris Christie white knighting for her was pretty good. You, she don't insult her intelligence. Oh, I cringed at that. <laughs> what did you think yeah. about that? Do you think he looked good? I, th- I think he looked good. I think he came to her defense there. I think she knows the problem. She was uncomfortable with it. Maybe. Right? Um, it's hard to know how to respond. In- she, like, she, 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 the provinces of Ukraine, she eventually did say Donetsk, Luhansk, and Crimea. Um, and uh, Vivek says uh, Crimea is not one. So is Crimea not a province of Ukraine? Um, it is, right? I mean, it's a region. It's a, okay. So what is it? What is that? I, I, what, what I wouldn't be able to answer. Donetsk and Crimea, I could have gotten Lutonks. Like I probably wouldn't have, and I'm yeah, I'm mispronouncing it now. And I'm pretty sure she used the Russian name for it as well. So there's all the that uh, politics in the region. Republic. But I also just think it's it reminds me of um, you know, like a lot of those. The, the, there's the quizzing of of the the president as though like the job of the president at this point is. Uh, th- this level of of detail when in fact it's strategy. Now, you can I know the point he's trying to make is you don't know enough about the region um, to but even formulate she, a grand strategy. I, I think she but knows. I don't think that's a good point. Well, actually, so he said Crimea is not Crimea. Looks like, according to Wikipedia, Autonomous Republic of Crimea is an administrative division. Well, so it's gone back and forth in in. Uh, Anyway, yeah, but, I don't know if it's yeah, I don't know if it's a, a province or it's whatever. a like. I mean, she knows one step more independent than that. Yeah, well, she, I, don't, I have no yeah, idea. But she knows. I mean, she knows. I mean, okay, like he, he's like so sure she doesn't know. She was the UN ambassador. There was this conflict in Ukraine. He thinks she like doesn't read newspapers. I I think that was insulting. I don't think she's like as dumb as like Vivek thinks. 
Um, it was a pretty big, it was a pretty big assumption on his part to think that she wouldn't know that he would just be able to get her on that. Like she wouldn't know any, any, uh, Eastern promising. They're, they're in the newspapers all the time now, if you read anything about this conflict. I mean, yes, but I, she, she either was so taken aback or she, she didn't know. Again, I, I find this whole sort of premise. You have reached the end of the free recording for this episode of Clown Car. Um, To listen to the rest of the episode, please consider becoming a paid subscriber.